throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fisticuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave, feet a stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and aid, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and wave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, cause the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Thank you so much for tuning in to Throwing Chaps Podcast. I am Joe McGuire along with Jared Jones. UFC 287 is tonight. There was nothing last weekend, so nothing to, to talk about uh, from before. So that's that's great. We're going to spend a lot of time. We are going to talk about the co-main event tonight because I it, it could end up being very important or could be a send-off, uh, one or the other. Uh, Jared's got a great, great flurry coming up, and uh, we'll get into that as well. Excited for that. Before we get into the fights, though, I just wanted to talk about this, Jared. Uh, Endeavor, which is the parent company of UFC, and the WWE announced that they have signed a an agreement to form a new publicly traded company. It's listed on the New York Stock Exchange's TKO. It doesn't actually have a name yet, and will be... MMA and pro wrestling. And I'll tell you what, I think this is brilliant. I think, and I, I understand the concern, but I think you're talking about a similar audience. I think you could start gracefully taking champions in the UFC and letting them go do it for pretend as characters and, and for their own. Love Ronda Rousey. Uh, right. Brilliant. Brock Lesnar has been back in there doing his thing. Uh, you know, he can't go at this level anymore. And there were some Olympians, uh, an Olympian or two that made the transition. Yeah, I like this. I, I think this is, uh, again, people are like, oh, you know, you like this real thing and this fake thing. Yeah, no, that's great. It's called an exhibition. And, and, and rather than watch some of these terrible fights on pay-per-view, you know, here's a here's a, a a thing you can and again see all these legends and and really explore, especially the ones. I mean, dude, think about Nate Diaz. Wouldn't he be a great villain on WWE? Rematch with Masvidal. Yeah, dude, come on. Well, it, and they'd um, go after it too, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just I thought that was uh, a fantastic thing as soon as I heard it. Uh, you know, th this and, and maybe more pay for the fighters could come out of this deal if they play their cards right. The only the only issue I have is one is purely acting and entertainment. Like I I would worry about calling that combat. You know, when you call that combat, it's a bit disrespectful but to people engaged in combat, you know. And combat doesn't only include the mixed martial arts. So True. I would just be concerned with the WWE getting confused with a form of combat. It is not. 
<laughs> I don't think anyone's going to confuse the two anytime soon. Uh, oh, it was worse than Santa Claus for me. What are you talking about? <laughs> I <laughs> Nobody told me that that wasn't real for the first 10 years of my life. I was... Do you remember when? Uh, Claus, I promise you. Do you remember when Doctor D. David Schultz uh, popped John Stossel's eardrums on 2020? I was like, "There you go, it's real." Now we know. All right. Uh, the, the main focus, obviously, of today's show is uh, tonight's pay per view. It's a big one, especially coming off the heels the last pay per view, where we kind of assumed Kamara, uh, Kamara Usman was going to go get his belt back. And it didn't happen like that at all, uh, and and so we'll we'll talk about this one. Uh, let's do our tale of the tape, Adesanya and Pereira too. Let's break it down. Alex Pereira is thirty-five years old. He's six foot four with a seventy-nine inch reach and a record of six and one with five knockouts. From Sao Paulo, Brazil, Pereira grew up in a poor working class neighborhood, dropping out of school at the age of twelve and becoming an alcoholic eventually taking up kickboxing in 2009 to help him get over his addiction. In 2012, he won the WGP middleweight title and two years later won the Glory Middleweight Tournament with a first-round knockout of Dustin Jacoby and a decision over Shahak Parparian. During his impressive kickboxing run, he went on to defeat future UFC middleweight champion Israel Adesanya twice, once by unanimous decision and once by a thunderous counter-left hook knockout before becoming the first person to hold two belts simultaneously when he defeated Artem Valatov by split decision to win the light heavyweight title. After amassing a kickboxing record of 33-7 and with 21 knockouts, he made the transition over to MMA, making his debut in October of 2015 with a third-round rear-naked choke submission loss to Kemuel Otoni. He bounced back three months later with a vicious first-round knockout of Marcelo Cruz, and followed that up with devastating knockouts over Marcus De Silva and Thomas Powell before making his UFC debut in November of 2021 with a flying knee knockout of Andreas Michalaitis. Four months later, he defeated Bruno Silva by unanimous decision, and on July 2nd, 2022, he became the number four contender with a brutal knockout of the highly regarded Sean Strickland, dropping him with a savage counter-left hook, followed by a right cross, to earn his second straight performance of the night. An elite-level counter-striker, Pereira uses his world-class kickboxing skills to set the pace and control the distance, where he lands at a blistering 6.2 strikes per minute at a 60% accuracy rate and possesses one-punch knockout power in both hands. Israel Adesanya is 33 years old. He's 6'4", with an 80-inch reach and a record of 23-1 with 15 knockouts. Born in Lagos, Nigeria, he moved to New Zealand at the age of 10 and at 18 took up kickboxing, where he amassed a record of 32-0 before starting to train at the famed city kickboxing gym alongside Dan Hooker and Alexander Volkanovsky. He began training in both kickboxing and boxing, compiling records of 5-1 and 75-5, and respectively. He turned professional in MMA in 2012 with a first-round knockout and won his first 11 fights all by stoppage, before retiring from kickboxing after being brutally knocked out by Alex Pereira. He made his UFC debut in 2017, knocking out Rob Wilkinson with a flurry of punches and knees, and three months later engaged in a close brawl with Marvin Vittori, edging him out for a split decision. 
Later that year, he knocked out perennial contender Derek Brunson with a left hook and followed that up with a dominant win over legendary former champion Anderson Silva. On October 13, 2019, he fought Kevin Gastelum, winning the interim middleweight belt after a brutal back-and-forth slugfest, and seven months later unified the title when he knocked out Robert Whitaker with a brutal left hook in round two. After a convincing decision over Yoel Romero, he blew out number one contender Paulo Costa, controlling the distance with his jab and leg kicks and stopping him with a vicious ground and pound. On March 6, 2021, he stepped up to light heavyweight, but despite entering as a heavy favorite, he was completely dominated by champion Jan Blahovic getting outstruck in the first three rounds and then out-wrestled in the fourth and fifth rounds to lose by unanimous decision. He bounced back three months later with a dominant decision over a longtime rival Marvin Vittori and followed that up in February of 2022 with a close decision in a rematch with former champion Robert Whitaker. On July 2, 2022, he took on Jared Cannonier, putting on another masterclass and dominating the killer gorilla with a stiff jab and a steady stream of body kicks. He's had his most success for the body tonight. Oh, oh, oh he All right, so let's talk about the similarities, by the way, between uh, 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 this Edwards-Usman uh, fight and this one, a situation where uh, right in the first fight, Usman was cruising ahead on the, all the scorecards and kind of doing what he had been doing of late outside of the knockout of Masvidal, which is mostly like, it, like honest. Jared, here's my thing. I, you remember the Whitaker fight, Whitaker Adesanya, the second fight, and I said if Izzy had been the challenger, he didn't do enough to take that belt. Mm -hmm. it, and and that night, he Pereira hadn't done enough up until that point, right? Down three one in that fight, that was that's all he could do, and it was the, it, literally the the same thing as as Rocky there in in their fight where you're down. Everyone thinks, and, and and again, to see that 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 rematch, and to see how to see how dominant Edwards was in the second fight, uh, it was kind of an eye opener, and it gives me more pause in thinking in this one. I think Pereira wins this fight. Wow, who'd you have Jones Tarver too? <laughs> you, know, you know who I had. Here, you know who I had. Here I am again, though. Here I am again, Joe. And I'm gonna make that same mistake that I made last week. Do it. And the same mistake I made with Jones Tarver too. Do it. And the same mistake I keep making when these styles make fights, and we have a great one in there. And take Izzy by uh to beat Pereira. I like Adesanya to beat Pereira. That said, what it's going to take for him to win is a bit of a stylistic change. It's the same stylistic change Nganu underwent to, to defeat Cyril Gan. Very, very similar in nature. Get up against him, take him down, grind it out, win the fight by decision if you must. Um, but then I'm looking through this card and I see five fights like that. 
Israel Adesanya, grind it out. Uh, Gilbert Burns and Masvidal, don't stay on your feet, Burns. Don't fall into that trap. Grind it out. Rob Font can get grinded out by Adrian Yanez. Uh, Sam Hughes and Jacqueline Amorim. Amorim has to take her down, grind it out. A lot of these, it's what they do. Lapita Godinez, it's kind of what she does. Caravallo's in trouble. She's going to grind her up and spit her out. All five of those need kind of the same game plan. But for Izzy, it's a little bit of a shift if he does that. Watch Pereira on the ground and Adesanya on the, on the ground in any of their other fights. I feel like he's trying to, Izzy's trying to beat him where Izzy's best. And he keeps losing to that big shot. Instead, just beat him somewhere else where you can beat him. If you, if you can get him on the ground. I like Izzy on his back better than standing toe-to-toe with this guy. So yeah, if he can change that gear, he wins this fight. I'm taking Izzy to show us something we haven't seen before with his ground game. I don't think Adesanya can take this guy out. I don't think he I don't think he take this guy out. And and his more recent performances, I would say again, Pereira's a bigger guy. You don't want to run into that Blahovitz situation uh where where Jan really dominated him uh and and you know again we talk about pound for pound had Adesanya put on the weight to go up to middleweight I think it would have been a different story you know he puts himself in bad situations again I watched the the Whitaker the second Whitaker fight I watched it back I watched it back with no commentary without Joe Rogan reacting every time Adesanya made a move. And when you watch it, when you watch the fight that way, Whitaker won that by a mile. And his performance against Cannoneer, more the same. The fight with Marvin Vittori, he didn't put the Vittori nonsense to rest. A better performance in the second Vittori fight didn't dominate him. It it wasn't like, oh, yeah. He's got to bring the offense tonight, Jared. He's got to come at Pereira. He can't. He can't coast like he tends to do lately. You got to get the belt back from this guy. That said, and in watching the first fight, Adesanya is the more skilled fighter. So I get confused by that. But it seems to me like Pereira, who's a naturally bigger guy, a stronger guy can put the hurt on Adesanya more than he can on Pereira. I don't think there's any concern about Adesanya's stamina. He's had plenty of five-round battles. Pereira had never been uh, in a fourth round before that night and looked good, Uh, obviously, and turned up the heat there at the end and won the fight. So... I'm concerned for Adesanya, and and again, not because I <coughs> skills have diminished or because I think Pereira's a better fighter in any way. I just think Pereira's stronger, and I'm not sure. I'm not. Again, I think Izzy's got to bring. He's got to bring it like he used to bring it when he was coming up the ranks, when he was an exciting fighter gotten uh, comfortable doesn't he lose that fight again 
he's got he does that smart. doesn't he lose the fight again he's got to fight smart and he's got to break this guy down he's he's got to he's got to bring him to the ground he's got to do a little bit of everything because i don't i don't think he's going to blast this guy out Pereira's an animal so, well, so I, well, all right, 16-22, so we know when to cue it up next week, just in case. Bold prediction, but I'm going to say it like it's totally guaranteed so that we can cut it out of context. Yeah. All right. All right, all right. For the first time in his 26th fight, Izzy wins by submission. And cut. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, and that's valid. That's that's valid. That seems to be in the fights that we've had that I would compare to this one. That's your best bet. Well said. Second second verse, same as the first. Yeah, Riley Barrett Valdez says, I think the second fight goes the same as the first. Easy controls the fight until the later rounds where Pereira catches him. I kind of see it like that. Although... Again, listen, it, it it's I don't know. I don't see him knocking Pereira out, and I don't see Pereira getting knocked out. And so I Well, think go he, my route. Go my route. It doesn't happen like that. Israel Adesanya went back to the lab. He's changing the whole game up. He had a training camp like Nganu had for gone. So and he's did, showing up looking to take the fight down and control from the top. Here's the other here's the other element. Let's break this part of it down. Israel Adesanya has become kind of a heel to to bring the WWE term into it. He's become kind of a bad guy in the he's he's and I understand a little bit of it. But Israel Adesanya is an antagonizer. Uh he can be disrespectful at times. And I think I think he sort of embraced that role. You know, and I've heard him talk about how much he knows people want to watch him lose. And not going to lie to you, I've been, I felt the same way about Anderson Silva. I couldn't wait till somebody beat him. I was upset it had to be Chris Weidman twice, uh, you know, but, but still, I think this is, we, we talked about uh, Wilder and Fury 2. And supposedly Wilder was going to go back to the lab. And how did that work out about as well as Fury Wilder three, when he went back to the lab another time and still came back with nothing. I think this is different than that. This isn't, it is Jared, but dominance with knockdowns and all of that stuff. It wasn't the back and forth. This is like, if you, you only, if you're Izzy, don't you believe you only have one way to lose this fight? Well, now he, no, 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 I don't. Again, now that Pereira is the champion, you got to take that belt from him. You're going to dominate all of those rounds if you're going to go the distance with this guy and hope that by round four or five, he doesn't at some point just start landing and pound you out like well, he did that's in the last that Teddy Atlas stuff. Yeah, at this point, he's got that 30%, like the old timers say. At this point, he's got the confidence of knowing he can do it. 
he's it's at this point it's gotta be in his head a little bit he's been a little more humble too in talking about this and so i don't think he's necessarily convinced unless he's just got this poker face on but again everyone's like this guy's got your number what are you supposed to say to that like yeah he does you know every time so far I just, I think it's going to be hard for Adesanya to win this fight based on all of the, and I'll throw out the last fight. I'll throw out, I'll throw out, up until that throw moment. Throw out the last three. That's the way he's been fighting. And so does he have the fire in his belly? No, this guy beat him three times like that. Don't kickbox with this guy tonight, Izzy. Take him down. Take him down. First round submission. You heard it here first. Listen, uh, that is not an insane thing to say. Rightly Barrett Valdez agrees, says uh, calling for an Izzy submission. He said that about 10 minutes ago. Which is <laughs> uh, that's so bold it might actually happen. Yeah, there's no reason to think Adesanya. I'm not saying Izzy can't win this fight. It's going to be hard, and again, just based on what I've seen of him of late, I don't necessarily feel like this guy's not going to pound him out at some point before this fight ends. Adesanya, if he can't submit him or he can't catch him with something magical and put him out, this guy, this guy's a monster. And this guy's take him down, point. make him do stuff you've never made him do before. I think Izzy can win this fight. I I I, I agree with you. So and I think he's the, ultimately the better guy. Keep that in the soundbite, by the way, in case Jared is right. I I agree. I'm like, yeah, no, you're totally right about it. I'll put that part <laughs> in. Um, I'm not saying Izzy can't win this fight, and I be honest with you, I Pereira is such a sociopath looking monster i it's like i don't i don't like him i don't want him to be the champion i really want izzy back i do i would love adesanya to win this fight it's well, just gonna how be many hard. rounds as he won against him i mean izzy's the better guy izzy's definitely the better guy that's what i started out by saying izzy's the more skilled guy but Pereira's bigger naturally and stronger and appears to have this dude's number well, across every time across two sports. The, yeah, yeah. And every time we've had this scenario, uh, the Pereira wins the fight. So I'm prepared to be wrong again, though, and go out on my shield. Jared, let me ask you this. As a guy <laughs> who has fought, is, was there ever anybody who you just stylistically didn't match up well with? That one guy that just seemed to always kind of have your number? Um, there were guys I struggled with, Little Chris, uh, Billy DeCarly, Brett Sponzo, um, based on, you know, the tacticians, uh, left-handed, all of them fall lefty. Um, but I got to shout out Jason Nas because he wasn't as good as those other guys, you know, um, and he has just a really awkward style that for some reason, the way he'd pressure and the distancing and where the punches came from was just, yeah, tough for me. There's a Jason Nas that I sparred with a few times. That's, yeah, just 
weird stylistically. Yeah, and when you do kickboxing, and then you do kickboxing, and then you do an MMA fight as, as if it's kickboxing, so many years later that you think you're going to have a different result, and then you get woke up with blood on your face again and get another shot at it, you don't do it like a kickboxing match. That's the difference here is it's a mixed martial arts event where he can he's allowed to switch that narrative. If he t- if if Pereira beats him on the ground, fine and dandy, but if I'm Izzy, I make him beat me on the ground. You're going to have to to win this fight because I don't want to stand and bang with you anymore. I've proven that I'm better in the pocket and I'm better per exchange, but that you have the power to knock me out. So no thank you. We're going to do something completely different this fight. I hope you have gas. The longer this fight goes, to me, the higher the odds are Pereira wins it. Really? Yes. If this thing has to go full on out, I don't think Adesanya is going to win it. By knockout, though, right? I I think Pereira, all that strength and weight he's carrying around tires him out later in the fight and the longer it goes especially to pounded him out he pounded him out in the he pounded him out in the fourth he's losing rounds that's fine but again this is what i'm saying if you're losing rounds but you're not hurting this guy he's tank and he can can pound you out in the fourth or the fifth again dude i think what stood out a couple years ago about about dustin poirier when i said oh dude this kid's going places it was it was knocking Justin Gaethje out at the end of the fourth round. Because again, to me, it's like if you got knockout power in the fourth round, you could just turn it up and take somebody out. That's a dangerous individual. Well, and Pereira is just that, and that's exactly what Pereira is. So, to me, the more rounds this fight has, the more likely Pereira is to nail him and put that's, him out. Yes. That's yes. my that's my thought. If Izzy, on could, the other hand, I like the gas tank on Izzy, and the further it goes, yeah, he could, yeah, yeah. The more opportunities he has to get clipped, but also because sort of like Riley was saying, I think the more listen again as the as the contender here, he's got to challenge the champion. So you got to bring the fight. It's going to be hard to win rounds if you're coasting. So he can't coast tonight. But again, the more pressure he applies, the more in it he gets, the more likely Pereira is to catch him. Or again, at some point to just, this guy's got great stamina. Again, he'd never been in a a fourth round in his life. And there he was, pounding out one of the greats of all time. Yikes. Yeah, take him to the ground. I I hope I hope he's got the sense to do it. Adesanya again is one of the greatest to ever do this. No one's mistaken Alex Pereira for a goat. But we all felt the same way about Rocky Edwards. And he's still got a belt wrapped around his waist. Mm. All right. Well, and great segue to Burns and uh Masvidal. Because same thing, Burns do not get caught up in that trap of I'm the tougher guy and watch me trade punches. It's Masvidal's only chance at victory. Grind, grapple, wrestle, hold, and smother until you win the fight. It's the same, it's the same blueprint I like for Izzy, except Burns is more versed at it. 
But same thing, could get caught in that kickboxing trap, and that's Masvidal's best path to victory. Yeah, you know, Masvidal's got a lot going on. They're in Miami. Things have not been going well for him. And the interesting thing here is if if Pereira beats Adesanya, If Pereira beats Adesanya, if if uh, got a lot, I got a lot going on here, I got a lot of motors going here. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, this is a a chance for Jorge Masvidal to get one more one more title run. All, all right, gonna, pop quiz. All he's got to do is beat Gilbert Burns. Pop quiz. When's the last time Jorge Masvidal defeated a currently active UFC fighter? It Listen, it has been a rough go of late. Uh, really, uh, since the Ben Askren fight, uh, the stoppage with Diaz. But otherwise, it's been a lot of L's. Yeah, Michael Chiesa, July 27th, 2013. About a decade since he last beat an active UFC fighter. So, so I mean, and Conor McGregor's the best paid, and he's lost three of his last four. Um, these, these guys are proving, yeah, that your, your networking and social media ability is as important as your fighting skills. And Masvidal's ability to fool the general public into believing that he's still in the top 11 um, is, you know, smart. Yeah. Well done. (laughs) I I respect your hustle, Jorge Masvidal. I always have. (laughs) You know, it's so funny, right? Gilbert Gilbert Burns... Uh, to me is, and it, and it's funny because, uh, uh, his second, the last victory was over wonder boy Thompson and his career is starting to mirror that of wonder boy, uh, where every time he gets a shot, he comes up short. That upper echelon is just a touch out of his reach. It's a little out of his reach. And so look, this is why I think Jorge Masvidal has a chance tonight. And again, a win here. And I, and I think that puts him, I, I, I mean, I think he's next up for, for Chemayev. That's crazy. Again, Gilbert Burns had a shot with Kamaya. We know that. Yeah. Um, go back. Go back. Uh, he he beats he beats Tyrone Woodley. Gets a shot at Kamra Usman. Gets gets pounded out. I think Gilbert Burns is is like you said. I think he's that that next shade down, and that's not a bad place to be. I he's also my my candidate for number one all time with um with competitive classless and the Ben Askren plank ah that's that's got to be number one that's got to be number one yeah I'm I'm pulling here big time for for George Masvidal 
I'd uh, love to see him win. Who right again? I think his I think his career is on a similar trajectory uh, to Jorge Masvidal's. Where again, and I love George, but every shot George has had, every time George has had a big spot, he's lost the fight and not gotten to the promised land. Obviously, getting time shot. Garfunkels. There you go. Gilbert Burns equals <laughs> Robert Whitaker. I don't know if Burns is that good. But he's definitely living in that in that zone. He's at the bottom of that zone. I think Whitaker is more at the top of that zone. But again, it's that just under the elite, just under. You'll beat everybody, but that guy, which is to me the worst. I don't know, Jared. I don't know. Yeah. What I rather, you know what I mean? So always, always a thought. I'm, I'm going to say this fight goes the distance, and I say Georgie wins it on a on a three two decision, and the place goes nuts. Okay, no Burns again smothers him. Doesn't doesn't fight the fan friendly fight, but probably finishes him in the first three rounds. Really, you you think he finishes him? You think Georgie um, goes yeah. out? You think Georgie goes out like that? Yes. Yes. Okay. No, that's not that's that's not uh, the controversial statement I might have made it sound like it was going to be. <laughs> Just like Izzy though, Burns has to grind him. If you start trading with this guy, he's got there is magic in his hands. You know, Pereira and Masvidal are two guys you wouldn't want to stand and trade punches with. And if they do that, they can lose. If they just refuse to do that, just grind it out. Yeah, Burns might even stop this guy. Yep. So, I, I guess that said, if if that be the case, is Georgie done? Is that the is that the end of it? Does he does he get to hang him up officially, or does he continue to be the mouth of the South? I don't know. Oh. Even if you win, you're going to get more than makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, prelims, by the way, early prelims start at <laughs> 6 on ESPN+. Plus. Prelims at 8, and the main card begins tonight at 10 o'clock. It is a pay-per-view, obviously. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I feel like Georgie's going to do it in front of the home crowd. That's my feeling. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to parlay him. Um, and, uh, uh, and Pereira. Okay. I'm going to do that. I've got, um, what else you like on that card? Who else? Oh, Chris Curtis, Chris Curtis. I promise you this guy's hungry. He's local. He's been looking for a shot for a long time. He's got Calvin Gastelum. On his way out, playing gatekeeper, yeah. oh. continues his meteoric rise at plus one twenty-five. Get on it. Also, Bro. Santiago Ponzin Ponzinibbio, yes. Ponzinibbio, love this guy, gangster fighting Kevin Holland, and same thing, grind him into the dust. Plus two hundred on Pon, yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead parlay those two, and we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention the meteoric rise of Raul Rojas 
junior, 18 years old, and nothing looked like it can stop this kid. Minus 227, I still like with Christian Rodriguez, who kind of feels like a fill-in fed to the young kid. Uh, yeah, real fire. There is some real fire in there. Ponzambit, you pronounce it. You know who I'm talking about. Put your money on that guy. Always love a Kevin Holland fight, but yeah, he's gonna. This guy's gonna murder him. Uh, but it'll be a fun, fun fight. Uh, but yeah, dude, Kevin Gastelum, boy, Gastelum. Like you said, on his and way this out, Curtis, boy. And this Curtis, these are totally different trajectories. Chris Curtis, yeah, yeah. Watch his last few fights. He's hungry as they come. Pretty unbelievable. All right, well, uh, that's gonna do it for uh, this part of the show. Make sure you follow us on Facebook or on Twitter at Throwing Jabs. You can visit CloverCraftsMedia.com backslash Throwing Jabs. And make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Throwing Jabs Podcast 683. That's going to do it for me. I'm Joe McGuire. I'll turn things over now to Jared Jones. Give him that flurry. I'm always talking about the people in your corner and having the, having the right people in your corner that the fight, the three minutes you spend in the fight, and then you get one to go talk to those people and they have to be the right people. They just have to. I went to a grand opening for my cousin's uh, Fox Hill Music School. Um, you could throw up that pick. There's uh, Ben and Casey, Ben Corbett, Casey Quaglia. They just opened Fox Hill School of Music in Vernon. If you're interested in learning how to play an instrument or any of the musical stuff, please check out Fox Hill School of Music. But here's the funny thing. I've been at my gym working with people and magic just happens every day. People are crying, people are growing, people are laughing, people are interacting that never interact. There's all of this just beautiful things happening at the gym. And and while I'd like to say it's this wonderful program that I personally built and that I'm that I'm strong and compassionate and most of all humble, um <laughs> I've been noticing that the demographic that's coming in there, while some of them have trauma and some of them just want to see what they're capable of and some of them want to stay in shape. And they've all kind of got their own reasons to be there, but they're going there with the intention of bettering themselves. I want to be better today than I was yesterday. I want to be better tomorrow than I am today. And, and if the people inside the building all share that common value of wanting to be better, of willing to make steps and walk into a place that says I can be better and I'm willing to take direction and I want to be better. So the funny thing is that I say if you're interested in music, but the fact is if you went down to Scrub Scraps Gym or Fox Hill Music School and just spent some time there, just go hang out with the people in that building. It isn't the building that makes it great. It isn't the building that makes the magic. It's the people inside of it. That's a quote from Casey Quaglia. Um, and I genuinely, genuinely believe that this is one of the ways you cultivate happiness and success in your life is by working on common goals with people who care about other people. And that if you get around people like um, my cousin Casey and her, and her husband, Ben, 
the people you're going to find at Fox Hill Music School. Um, your life will improve. It's happening to everybody who walks through the doors at Scrub Scraps and for whatever an endorsement from me is worth. I'm certain it's happening over at Fox Hill Music School with those people. Go ahead, throw that card up for me, Joe. Um, if you have any interest in boxing, come down to Scrub Scraps Gym. Any interest in music, go to Fox Hill School of Music. And if you have zero interest in music or boxing, but want to make your life happier and more successful. These are the types of places you want to frequent and the types of people you want to be around. Thank you. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest. Top three corner men punching in. With a punch's chance, we find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fisticuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing weight. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand in eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave, don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bringing crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry of curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs